Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production. A dark fantasy Pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. I would like to thank the patrons that make this possible. Brian Bridges, Brian Rafe, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Robin Mims, Tim Demuse, and Wesley Sullivan. Stay tuned after our tale to hear what these glorious people have in the works. But for now, let us listen. Last time on Dungeon Ball Z, Adira left. Wait, what? Adira left a long time ago. <laughs> Tova. <laughs> One last drink. The Tava. <laughs> this, is, this is the last time we drink for that. Is it though? Somehow I doubt it. Here at listeners. Give one big ass drink for that that last one. Sure at some point she'll be incorrectly referenced in the future. <laughs> Still as Adira. Yeah, probably. I'm changing the rule. Damn it. Uh Tava left. You had all convened in the church and were resting. Riley was sleeping off his uh, night of drinking and his night of dread. Brock was seeing to those who had been brought back and making sure that they, like nothing terrible happened, keep an eye on them uh, for the priestess of Kraluze. And Leaf, I think you were just there like talking to Riley before he fell fell asleep. Yep comforting our drunken fool or you were you were spooning box you were being the big spoon that's what it was <laughs> so we come to the morning so to speak does anybody want to do anything first off uh, i'd like to wake up make a wake up check all right uh that's a 13 on the die i you fail you don't get to wake up today okay so um, riley's gonna sleep in for a little bit <laughs> you can wake up yes. uh, <laughs> uh, okay so I imagine Riley's morning um, will probably actually be spent like a dedicated hour or so just actually like waking up and he, I, I imagine he's not like super hungover but he's probably feeling it a little bit um, and then seeing if there's anything he can do to help out around the church followed by just um, checking out town a little bit more to see if there's any uh, suspicions that the mist might come back. So before you go and head on out, um, uh, Brock, Leaf, anything that either of you are doing? Probably just going back over uh, all of our patients, all of our rescues, make sure everybody's okay, check in with the priestess and uh, see if there's anything else to be done. Uh, yeah, pretty much along the same lines as that. He's just really trying to make sure that these uh these people are getting healed all right and trying to alleviate his concerns that this uh zombified dude basically is gonna remain that way. So he's gonna try and, you know do whatever he can to help this dude get back to uh 
I mean, I guess thinking in general. Okay, so the there's not been really much improvement overnight with uh, those who were injured. The one who had been healed uh, and uh, seemed uh, confused uh, has more or less remained that way. The other one that had been healed but not awoken is still uh, seeming to sleep, though somewhat fitfully. It's around morning, and the priestess, she will emerge from the uh, living chambers of the church and come check on everybody. Rock, thank you for watching over them. Did anything happen? Uh, no, not, not that I noticed. I'm going to do my prayers for the morning, then I'll see what I can do about these. Of course. And she will go up to the altar and begin praying. Shaylin is still there as well. She's been she she she's been dozing in and out all night, uh, mostly staying awake. So Riley, you were wanting to go about the town and seek out uh, if there was any sign of the fog at all. Yeah, uh, it sounds like the church has kind of mellowed out and isn't improving or getting any worse. So, um, yeah, he's of the mind to meet with the townsfolk and uh, see how things are faring outside. All right. So go ahead. And how do you want to go about doing this? How do you how do you want to find this out? Do you want to go ask specific people? Just ask around, take uh, your own eyes into account and see what you can find. How do you want to do this? Uh, okay, three points of interest. The uh, watchtower to check and see if they've seen anything overnight. Then the inn just to get local gossip in the aftermath of everything that's happened and maybe meet some people that he already made himself acquainted with the night prior. And then um, finally, I don't know if this ever came up, but who's like actually in charge of Gira? That you can ask around about. Uh, what, uh, do you want to do them in that order? E- yes. Yeah, that sounds appropriate. So first you go to the watchtower where uh, Balami is resting in the tower's bed. But uh, Moro, the young boy who had gotten trapped in the shadow plane with you. Uh, I used to say young boy. He's, he's a teenager. Uh, he's sitting in the top of the tower keeping an eye out. <clears throat> Okay, yeah, then it's just a uh, gentle rapping at the door to get his attention. Oh, uh, hello? Come in. Yes, um, just making a quick pit stop this morning to see how you have fared overnight. Um, well enough, I suppose. Uh, Bellamy had me rest for a bit. Uh, now it's his turn. I'm up here. He, he said he ain't seen... Not a, a, a lick of a wisp of fog or mist or anything. Um, I haven't either. I've, I've only been up about a, a couple of hours. That's good news so far. So nothing out of the ordinary? Nothing even slightly out of the ordinary? It's quiet. Good. Before when the fog would leave, it was always quiet. Uh, right after Sometimes the sound would come back an hour or two later, but it's it's been some hours and it's still quiet. One minute. I'll be right back. Yes. This commercial break brought to you by the Blackfish Tavern. So known as Carlos Place. Yes. 
I unfortunately cannot come up with a fishy slogan that's clever and witty off the top of my head because I am not funny enough, apparently. After a few drinks at the Blackfish Tavern, you might be. Oh, quickly selling me on our own commercial. I'm not going to lie. I listen, I I don't know. The way he led into that, I totally thought there was about to be a fish-based pun in that. And then when he finished the sentence and I hadn't heard it yet, I was just so confused. <laughs> I was just <laughs> listening for the pun. I was like, I'm waiting for it. And then it never happened. And I was just like, what? Wait, what? Subverting expectations. Hook, line, uh, and sinker. I'm back. Sorry about that. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, he was, he was just on how it was still very quiet, uh, despite the time that had passed. But no sign of any more fog at all. Good. Good. Well, I know you'll raise the alarm if anything uh, seems to be kicking off. But if you see anything suspicious that's not overwhelmingly alarming and you wish to bring it my, to my attention, um, I will be in town for at least an extended period of time. So feel free to seek me out. Uh, I, I can do that. Absolutely. Uh, Riley nods, smiles, and says, uh, I've introduced myself to you before, correct? Riley, Riley Morheim, you know, of the, the Riley Morheim company, formerly known. Uh, uh, I think you said at one point, but uh, I might be mistaken. Uh, it's been a long uh, couple of days. Yes. Uh, many things have happened within the last 24 hours, even just for myself and my companions. So it's understandable. Uh, but thank, thank you again, uh, to, to helping other, you know, about about the monsters and what she did. Well, I couldn't simply stand in the sideline and let these things transpire. But take care of yourself this morning. And you. Until uh, venture out of the watchtower. As you're walking through the middle floor of the tower, Balamy like rolls over in the bed and like gives this bell. <laughs> Uh, that doesn't a... sound healthy. Uh, he's a he's a kind of an old halfling. <laughs> kind of an old halfling. Yeah, he's kind of an old halfling. <laughs> Young human, old halfling. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's extremely old human, kind of old halfling. <laughs> so you you head down and out. You head back to the tavern to sort of see what's going on with the people there yes so you would find your surprise i think uh that there are a great deal of people in the tavern this morning and they aren't just milling about and eating and drinking there's someone you don't recognize uh, standing in the middle of this large group uh, some people of course are eating and drinking but uh everyone seems to be paying some level of attention as a dwarven man, he's short, uh, he has a shaved head, relatively thinly braided beard. It's not a very bushy beard, but it is very long. And he has it tied in a few ornamental looking knots. And, and as you enter, like, and he turns and is just like, well, speak of a devil and they shall appear. Uh, Mr. Morheim, please come in. <laughs> uh, please, please, Mr. Morheim was my father. It's Riley, Riley Morheim, of the Riley Morheim Guild. Thank you. And he'll uh, nod and approach. Well, Riley, uh, we've come together as a town to uh, offer some 
uh, some thanks and compensation in a way for what you've done for us uh, and for those who have been brought back uh, we're about to head on to the church those of us that are holding some sort of hope but uh, if if you'll come here we've we've something for you uh, before you shower me with gifts I'm afraid that I'm at a loss for your name sir my name's Derek Derek Hartfist Here's that Grey Malkin is following you. <laughs> it happens. That's fine. I'm used to him by this point. Um, with a, uh, a maybe a knowledge local, or maybe you can just give it to me. Is this guy like the the lead figure here since he's taking charge? Or he doesn't look like he would be. He's actually not very well dressed. He looks like he's wearing sort of like uh, a well worn but durable. Uh, set of like workers clothes like one might find on a miner okay well uh mr hartfist i'm certainly not going to turn away the gratitude but i do think that if you intend to shower me with praise my allies should be here as well i weave things for them as well riley will nod and say that he'll uh go see if his allies are in the middle of something and he'll be right back. All right. Uh, we'll see you quite soon then. Yeah. You head back to the church. Yep. Yep. With a slight skip in his step. This is exciting. This, this, I, I know this isn't the first reward for an act like of heroism or anything, technically. But this feels, I think, like it's building up to be the first real like offer of reward for a great act of heroism. So Fitch, it's, what if what if they're just giving us like a gift card to the tavern? That's still like <laughs> we're not dicks. That would still be one, pretty cool. <laughs> one free drink a month. It's a fifteen dollar gift card to Chili's. <laughs> it's not even that good. It's like a thirty percent off, like a family meal. <laughs> and Chili's gross. Never mind. They can keep it. Riley will return to the church to uh, seek out rock and leaf uh, unless they decide otherwise they're still there rock would be still tending to probably the non-magical needs of the people as he is non-magical all right <laughs> and you would know from the night before that it takes a little while for uh, a cleric to prepare their spells yeah but I feel like Brock could at least do things you know like I don't know find blankets pillows change bandages things like that absolutely and like I said, you do notice that the other one that was healed, uh, but not uh, awakened, uh, is having very fitful sleep as if uh, plagued by nightmares. I don't have anti-nightmare magic. <laughs> Someday. Well, uh, you do have an excess of rocks. Yeah, do unconscious people dream? If I knock this guy out, will he dream? I mean, uh, you don't know. <laughs> I tell you, who doesn't dream? people with a minor case of severe brain damage <laughs> a minor case of severe brain damage well if nothing else nothing better comes up that's the episode name that, that's pretty I, good i mean what if they have a severe case of minor brain damage though like are those oh. two different things are they similar yeah it's like lesser lesser and major minor items and <laughs> lesser and major moderate items yeah. okay and lesser and major greater items <laughs> God, this conversation's oh. giving me minor severe brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna need more rocks to solve that. Well, luckily I have uh, quite a supply. Riley, they are there. Great. 
Yeah, so, uh... Uh, like I imagine, Riley, the the slight skip in Riley's step like immediately goes away once he enters the church. Um, but then he'll uh, gather Leaf and Brock, and he'll say, um, "If you're too busy to follow me to the inn, that's understandable, given the circumstances. But I met a fellow who seems to be organizing some things in our party's favor, and uh, has requested our attendance, at least in brief." I guess Leaf would probably be, like, assuming he wasn't needed in the medical area, he would have probably just been, like, preparing, like, a small breakfast or whatever for, you know, the the priestess and and Brock and Riley. And, uh, so he's, yeah, I suppose I could put this down for a few minutes. Yeah, he would just, Brock would briefly check with uh, the priestess and make sure that she didn't need anything, and then he would be willing to go. Great. I already forewarned him that you might be preoccupied, so don't let this take up too much of your time if you feel the need to return. But we should move. And move we do. Alright, and then back to the inn you go. Yes. Not quickly. Brock doesn't move quickly. When you arrive, Derek is like, ah, please, please, come in, come in. Yes. Uh, we've, we've put together something to thank you. We know it's Probably not much, and uh, to to our knowledge, uh, your lady friend has left. But if if you should see her again, we've something for her as well. Uh, Riley just uh, nods quietly. We've put these things together from family heirlooms to items of some magical power from betwixt the various stores and and histories of the town. Uh, for for you, Riley. Uh, we we've this this magic sword, and he will present you with a long sword that is made of a very bright, reflective, very smooth silver. Embossed into its surface uh, is the uh, image of a blue dragon, which is uh, appears to be uh, stained in that color. Uh, crackling lightning coming from its mouth. Wow. Did did you just add that to my inventory? Yes. <laughs> oh, you're a champ. Thank you. <laughs> the guy just like slides the sword in uh, your pants. <laughs> here you go. So I, I imagine like, like Riley accepts it like hands open, you know, as you would traditionally accept a sword and like remove it from the sheath just enough to see the, uh, the, the dragon on it. And he is uh, far more impressed by the make of the sword and um, uh, just uh, just how it looks than uh, he is. Um, he's more impressed than he is upset that it's a long sword. That's kind of unwieldy for him. <laughs> but uh, he he's definitely super hyped about this. And he'll let the treasure be passed out before he asks more questions about the sword. All right. Uh, you are also presented with a fine looking uh, chain shirt. Uh, and this uh, has a basic enchantment on it, but uh, it 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 is a, a strong and very nice suit of uh, of armor. I, I I hope you would accept it. Riley just as he slides nuts. it into your pants. <laughs> oh, you're just putting it over my head. Oh, okay, that's fine. I'm already <laughs> no, wearing I'm, chain. I'm, I'm but... kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yes. Dance for this me, is sword plus boy. One chain. Yeah. I'm chain. Yeah, neat. Slides a couple gold pieces into your waistline. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put coins in my underwear, please. It's so uncomfortable. I want to hear them coins jingle, boy. 
He, he inserts them into your coin slot. Jeez. Um, he turns to Leaf and he presents Leaf what a quarterstaff that appears to be made out of two pieces of entwined dark wood from uh, what you can easily tell are two separate trees, one much older than the other due to the difference in their uh, in exactly how dark that wood is. So on on the top end of this staff is a a ring through which this these entwined pieces of dark wood are placed and it emanates a sort of light magical power from it. Uh, this we actually uh, along with a, f- a couple of the other items uh, we salvaged from uh, Weiss's stores as there's well, I suppose she's not doing it and like Lana slaps him on the back of the head I mean he's not doing any, anything uh, with them. You now have, this is called the Staff of an Easy Piece. It counts as a dark wood and cold iron quarterstaff. The ring on the far end deals the cold iron. Of course, it is plus one on that end. And if you look in your inventory, you can see the spells that it will allow you to use. Yeet. um, Through it being a staff, which it offers you burning disarm at two charges, enhance diplomacy, command, sanctuary, and detect alignment all at one charge apiece. Uh, It is fully charged at 10. And then, like, st- staffs, uh, you recharge those by, like, casting spells into them, is that correct? Yeah, you expend a spell slot at the beginning of the day um, to recharge one point. Uh, you can also, uh, this is a house rule, but you can also recharge an additional point uh, while you're preparing your spells in the morning by expending a Mythic Surge. Nice. Okay. Yeah, he, he just kind of... Uh claps his hand like as, as the guy's like handing it out he'll just kind of like clap his hand around the guy wherever he's gripping the staff and he'll he'll shake it and smile and say oh thank you it's beautiful and uh he'll just kind of hold it out in front of him and do like a quick like detect magic and he's oh uh wow how long has this been uh in the town um oh, that's a good question uh until we were looking around for such items we'd not known and uh it was even here uh weiss actually had a fairly sizable stash of magical items well well this is excellent and i i can surely put it to use thank you you're very welcome now this one is uh this one's an heirloom but uh we figured uh it would fit you and it's it's good it's magical leather armor uh and he will give that to you. Um, uh, and I hope that you can find some use of it. Well, there we go. I, I mean, like, is, is it like all, all stylized and stuff? It's not particularly stylized, but it does look uh, very well made. It has these little straps uh, kind of folded into the gloves that they come with and uh you feel like they'd be very good at gripping uh surfaces uh it's also it's also laminated in such a way as to provide a very quiet step and uh also to provide a very good protection of your 
vital areas. In mechanical terms, it gives you plus one to climb, plus one to stealth, and a 10% chance to ignore criticals. Nice. This is uh, also excellent. Uh, I'll, I'll put it to good use uh, in our journeys. I hope you do. Brock, and as uh, Derek turns to you, he will start speaking in Dwarvish. Brock, I uh, thank you for coming back and doing what you doing what you have for us. I'm afraid uh, we've not as much uh, in terms of uh, weaponry to give you, but of course you've you've your stone, uh, so we find that may not be such an issue. But uh, we do have these for you, and he will produce a belt and a cloak. This should make you heartier, allow you to stand longer beside your friends. And this should stave off the, the curses and ill of those who would do harm to you. And he he passes it, and you would notice that the, uh, the heart fist crest is on the cloak that he hands you. So this is like from his personal... Uh, at the very least, the cloak is... You would notice that the belt has five small orbs of what look like glass. Excuse me. Oh, five small orbs of what look like glass embedded uh, into the large, like almost WWE style, like front plate on the uh, on the belt. Uh, is there anything in particular about this glass that, or is that just like ornamentation? Uh, make me a knowledge. Engineering, Dungeoneering, or Arcana? Uh, I feel like I've got at least one of those. Yeah, I've got Dungeoneering. That's a that's a hard 11. Uh, you're not sure uh, what it is. So they, they do look ornamental, but you're not sure what they actually are. Well, then, upon taking them and looking over them, Brock would just kind of reach out his hand and like take his and like forearm shake kind of thing of just like, you know, acknowledgement. He assumes both of them might be his, but he at least knows like the cloak came personally from him. So he tries to in the most dwarven hearty handshake possible, just like kind of give this like man some acknowledgement of like, thank you for your personal things. And he just kind of gives him a nod uh, and he just says, thank you for these gifts. They mean, uh, they mean a lot to me. Those you've brought back mean a lot to us, brother. And uh, he'll he'll clasp your arm and give it a strong shake. And of course, you are familiar with Derek. A as Riley was essentially trying to find out if he was the leader of the town, you know that he is not the like legal, like the the nobility of the town. But people do look up to him. He's a you know he's like a kind of a like bordering on old dwarf. He's he worked the mine for decades. And uh, he's just kind of been around longer than almost everybody else. He's a bit crass and a bit unaccepting of things at times. Okay. You said like most of the town is here? Yeah, a, a good chunk of, the, of what remains of the town is here. Like there, there's like the place is pretty packed. There's a good like 30, 40 people in here. Okay. And he will, he'll turn back to the table and he'll lift a steel shield and a suit of of armor off of the table and be like uh, we we put these together for your last but we don't know what to since she she's not here as uh, she left in the night according to some I think we should just pass these on to you and should you happen across her again perhaps you could pass them on and he will present them to whoever decides to take them 
just picturing like everyone awkwardly standing, not, like refusing to be the one. I mean, Brock would kind of look at Riley since he's kind of the de facto leader. But if nobody does it, eventually Brock would do it. But I mean, he just kind of feels like Riley should. That uh, so the awkward silence that we had out of game definitely exists in game. I think as we're all agreeing on that. Um, but if Brock looks towards Riley before making any moves, Riley will um, clear his throats and say, um, Tava left our party on her own accord, and given the state of those we've left at the church, perhaps it's best this town holds on to these items, at least in hopes of turning them into monetary um, currency in terms so that you can maybe help those who need it here or rebuild. He kind of bows his head and is like, I see. Well, perhaps we can hold for hold them and maybe someday she'll return. Uh, or if it comes to such things, uh, we may do that. Yes. By all means, do not put yourselves out holding on to these items. Do what's necessary. All right. And he'll turn and put them back on the table before reaching for a sort of like a like a two and a half by like uh, two and a half foot by like probably eight or nine inch deep wide box uh, with handles on the side kind of like a, just a simple toolbox almost uh, filled with little bottles that jingle and uh, is, uh, and we've put together a host of potions not all of them are full but uh, this these are what we have and uh, we don't see too much use in keeping these uh, we've got other healing potions and of course uh, uh, Astrid at the church can heal us as well should it, should it be needed well if you're sure you can part with these items it would go a long way in helping us in our journey uh, alright uh, whose inventory should I dump all the potions into <laughs> um, not not Riley's he, uh, he has enough trouble carrying all of his own stuff <laughs> I guess uh, leaves. In the worst case scenario, I can dump them on box. All right. Uh, you would notice a couple of very large potions among these. Just as a note, uh, there there's one elixir and a couple of droughts. Oh, I see. Those are the ones that have multiple uses. Yeah. Okay, that's fancy. Well, all of the potions are in Leaf's inventory now. Those included for just going through them quickly. Uh, a full drought of Cure Light Wounds, a drought of Hide from Undead with one use remaining, a full elixir of Enlarged Person, flask of Jump with one use, a flask of Protection from Opposing Loyalties with one use, a filter of Blur with one use, a full filter of Eagle Splendor, and a full filter of Gaseous Form. So what's the difference between a drought, an elixir, and a filter? Droughts have four max uses, elixirs have five, flasks have three, Files have one and filters have two. Okay. Question when determining things like uh, protection against like the opposite loyalty, is that already set? Like when they make it, or is that no, like it will, when we it drink be, it, it will be opposite to my loyalty? It, it will be the user's loyalties. Okay. <laughs> I like the like thought that they're handing us like half and like quarter empty <laughs> like files of stuff like like it's just like a half crushed can of four loco <laughs> one of these on your journey <laughs> there's still lipstick marks in the outer rim of some of the vials uh, one, of them's got, one of them's got a like a cigarette butt at the bottom 
You can still see the lipstick on the dwarf. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. You're a funny man. I didn't you know. know the horse's name was Sweetfoot. That that's not not your horse. You don't know oh. whose horse that is. Y'all haven't seen that yet. We oh. haven't seen Sweetfoot. Yeah, what's, haven't what's, seen Sweetfoot. What's Kumiho? You don't know that. Spoilers. <laughs> what are you? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, this is hilarious. One button, your game falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have shown me these functions. No, it, it, it's fine. Um, well, since we're on the subject of inventory and stuff, why don't we just real fast at least everyone take like one potion that you know will help them in some way, just so that you know, because it's very easy to forget. Oh yeah, one person's carrying all these potions, and then you're left carrying none. They have any alignments that would be really beneficial to oppose loyalties? Leaf um, uh, has good. I, I, I mean, Riley has heroism, so I feel like that's basically good. <laughs> Like anybody has a loyalty to villainy? <laughs> <laughs> it has to be specifically villainy, otherwise it doesn't work. God, this loyalty system's just so jank. <laughs> that man's twirling his mustache, get him. <laughs> I get a plus two versus anything he throws at me. You think um, Riley should probably get the flask of jump and like the filter of blur? I think Eagle Splendor might be good for him, because isn't that just a charisma bonus? Yes. Yeah, charisma gives me more panache, so that's great. Though I don't know if increasing charisma actually bumps up my pool, because I have to earn it back. So it might just increase the cap, which the then I can earn back. So you you Correct. like to be the one to do the talking and stuff. So I don't know if you're ever feeling down on yourself, you could be like, "Hey, I need to talk good." That's fair. But who needs the charisma most, Brock? <laughs> uh, you know, the horse. <laughs> I don't see an elixir of swim in here, so Brock's SOL. <laughs> I mean, I could take, you know, like, I don't know, gaseous form? Could, could you swim in, as gas? Or do you just get stuck in the water? You specifically can't enter water in gaseous. That's, that's great. But you can fly. What if, so. what if I'm already in water, though? Does it I throw me just, out of the water? I think, yeah, I think it just shoots you up to the top. See? Like you there we go. You just solve. <laughs> you, just, you just dissipate. It's just... like a water cotton candy. Okay, so uh, let's see. So Ingle Splendor is charisma uh, plus four for like a minute, right? Three minutes per level. Uh, three, three minutes. Great. Um, so yeah, I can take that. Uh, Riley's AC is pretty good. Like Blur is always great, but I don't know how Brock is doing on AC unless the party inventory sheet also tells me all of his character secrets. <laughs> Man, Brock has got so many secrets, it'd be terrible if you found that out. Uh, I've got an 18 AC. That feels high for some reason, yeah, though. Yeah, totally can see his AC. So Riley also has a pretty good acrobatics. I'd also be fine giving the flask of jump to Brock, just so he can kind of, like, I don't know, uh, close the gap. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Thank you for saying that in the least insulting way you could. Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, okay, so I, I okay personally, I can take eagles. Brock can get blur. Brock can get jump. Um, uh, Brock and I both have a hardy hit point pool. I think. Uh, yes, I have a very hardy hit point pool. But Leaf can heal himself through magic, so it'd be good for one of us to have the option. 
file of Sanctuary. I think Sanctuary might be good for Leaf, just because he has the the most non-aggressive options. That's right. I think Sanctuary is like if you attack, you break it. So I feel like one of us, like that's all we can really kind of do. I'm also totally fine selling the file of Sanctuary because it's eh. This item you just gave me, buy it back. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know that whole sentimental thing we did right over there where you gave us all that stuff? How much money would you give us to have it all back? <laughs> okay, so uh, I think, you know what? I, I think I want to make a judgment call and give the, the Cure Light Drought to Brock just so he can carry it with him wherever he goes and have four uses of Cure Light if necessary. And then I think as a defensive option, having gaseous form would be good for Leaf just in case things get hairy and he needs to become gas, I guess. <laughs> well, I, I think it's it's already on my spell list, so I, I can pretty much just cast that. Oh, if you need to? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, okay, so then why don't you still hold on to it? Worst case, we'll sell it. Get a little bit of money back. Okay. And I think that's all of them. Oh, there's an enlarged person. That's garbage for me, so... Absolute garbage for me. <laughs> Great, Leaf, in case you ever wild shape into something beefy and you want to enlarge first or whatever. I don't know how that works, but yeah, there you go. You have that one. So with that uh, out of the way, um, the people in the tavern are going to start heading towards the church. That's fair. Before they part, I do want to ask uh, Mr. Heartfist, who actually is in charge of Gira. Well, uh, we've not heard from them uh, in well since all this began happening. But uh, to the north, perhaps half an hour's journey on foot in a clearing in the woodland. Uh, that would be the Baron and Baroness Dine. That's D Y N E. So they live away from Gira. Uh, just a short while in their estate, yes. And if something... When was the last time you heard from them? Uh, before the new year. Then, Derek, if something were to have happened to them, are you capable of maintaining order here? I think I would. All right. Those of us here, we've, we've done what we can for the time we've had. Well, that's comforting to know. Um... And since it came up, what's to happen with Weiss's shop? Well, given our situation, I don't know who all is going to wish to stay now that some people feel as if there's a chance of leaving. His things uh, aren't going to do him any good, and they could well do us some, so they'll be disseminated as needed. Perfect. As long as they're tended to properly. Then, Derek, uh, two final notes. The the first of which, who here, if anyone, is your most capable swordsman? Unfortunately, not a lot of sword folk here. The one we gave you came from uh, Constance's family. It's a it's an heirloom. Uh, her. 
great great grandfather was a uh, was a dragon knight but uh, she's descendant from a bastard uh, long story short but uh, so not a lot of training went down that family line you have a rather noisy cat don't you um <laughs> yes gray likes to was, speak up in the background often in his youth balami uh did a stint in the military of course didn't see much action but uh he was trained with a sword so i guess that old cod would likely be the one i use a I, i'm i'm used to a pick myself not truly a weapon but i could fight with it well understandable thank you for the information then i have two humble requests to make of you derek when you have a moment the sooner the better first if you could bring together a town meeting so that I might address the people here. Well, a lot of us are headed to the church, so might be the place. If you think that's most appropriate to catch as many ears as possible, then I will meet the town outside of the church once your respects are done. Afterwards, though, I will request, since my allies and I might be staying here for at least... Uh, another day or so to meet with any capable individuals so that I might teach them how to properly defend this town. Alright, that I can do. Bradley nods. And so he being uh, the only one to tail back other than Lana really um, uh, scampers off. Uh, and uh, then, Real quick before he leaves like when him and Riley are done talking Brock is actually yeah. going to approach him real quick because something in that conversation caught his attention. Yes, brother. Mentioned that people might be leaving. If they leave, where will they go? I'm not a part of the camp that thinks it's a good idea to leave. We don't know what it's like out there. Some people are thinking of heading to Thorn. The town has good defenses. Their walls aren't as thick, but they're better manned. And they're hoping that that city still stands to some degree of safety. The fog and the loss has put a lot of people at uh, at odds with their sleep. Would not. You would say, uh, just let them be warned that on our travels through the roads, it has not been uh, exactly easy. There are many dangers out there that uh, are similar to the ones they faced here. The event that has caused all of this has, has caused something to happen out there. I'm not sure exactly what, but things are changing. Of course. I've been trying to spread spread the thought that it is dangerous, but some people do seem quite decided already. He would not. Uh, huh. We haven't been to anywhere that's actually any kind of safe, have we? Not really. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Well, because I was just hoping to be like, hey, maybe that way you can go and be safer, mm-hmm. but no, it's not really. So the place really we know a nice it. Nixie. It's a you know great little creek. You guys can hang out by. I just Touch like twenty percent chance of being strangled. <laughs> that's that's better odds than none. <laughs> wow. Lana, uh, as you are the only ones remaining, will kind of usher you out of the inn as she turns and she locks it. Dope. Uh, and as you all are heading to the church, you would see her turn and start heading towards the watchtower seems like a lot of her business i don't think riley's gonna interject all right so do you all go back to the church yes please yes please 
All right. So you return to the church and of course, because you stayed back and had that conversation, much of the townsfolk have been here for a number of minutes already. There are several people who are like huddled together, talking, uh, some of them crying, others crouched at the sides of those who have returned. But the bulk of people are kind of murmuring to each other or sitting in silence uh, amidst the pews of the church. It's around this time that you see uh, Priestess Astrid rise from where she was praying and and turn. She doesn't say much of anything. She approaches one of the still, as of yet, unhealed individuals and attempts to cast her spell. Twice. Um, reverting them into a scarred but more whole individual. Um, and then she will cast once more on Maximilian. And it seems as though the there's not as much resistance this time, uh, and he will be returned more or less fully to himself. He, like the others, still suffers from scars, but they are not uh, they are not uh, quite so bad as they had been. And uh, these two will begin to stir. Uh, the the one that she had healed initially began to stir slowly. She had already moved on to Maximilian. Uh, for the next spell casting, and uh, he rises up, and I need a lot of you as you are approaching the front or wherever you are going to make me perception checks. I thought you were about to ask for initiative rolls. Twenty nine. <laughs> Twenty eight. Nice. Twenty five. All right, I need you all to make sense motives. Hmm. The Brock is the best at, so. 12. That's a 19, boss. Okay, so amongst a lot of you, only Leaf will realize that this person who has just risen off the thing is extremely agitated. Not not just confusion, but uh, their eyes are filled with fear and panic. They turn around as if looking for something, uh, locking eyes upon the priestess. You feel as if he's going to take some action against her swiftly. Go ahead and roll initiatives, and Leaf, you may act in the surprise round. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Oh, shit. Unfortunately, I was still right. I don't want to be, though. Wow. 27. Did you say 27? Yes. Yes, I did. God, that's <laughs> an initiative. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> Leaf, uh, you do get to go in the surprise round before him. So, what are you going to do? Am I like in, in a surprise round? Am I able to ready an action? Uh, you can. Yes, it that eats your whole surprise round. But yes. Then I, I would just like to to ready a use of the staff uh, right. to cast command on the dude if he makes an aggressive action it's like you you like as as everything starts going down like leaf notices the weird look in the dude's eye and he he briefly like puts his free hand out in front of like whoever's standing immediately to his left and and takes like a half step forward and uh the staff raises like a half a foot off the ground so like whenever the dude goes to lunge or whatever he's got planned he's gonna slam it down and just shout like down all right. 
So uh, that will then immediately be his action uh, next as he does lunge forward. Uh, he needs to make a will save, correct? Correct. And this would be based off of your uh, casting save. So DC uh, 14. 14. Okay. Um, even with the negatives he is taking, he does save. Uh, so he Bummer. lashes forward as you slam the, uh, the staff down a a gray uh, sort of echo off of the ring uh, pulses and uh, it, it swirls around him but it dissipates quickly as he lunges. He does tackle her to the ground uh, and, and he begins babbling incoherently. Uh, do any of you have linguistics? Uh, I don't think so. No. No, I don't think I've invested in it at all. Okay, so uh, he 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 babbles. Um, some words you understand, some words you don't. Uh, and it is now full initiative. So I believe Riley is going first. Great, great, good. Um, he does not have any weapons. Just yeah. as yeah. Uh, but he does appear to be in some sort of confused frenzy. Great. And people Great. are kind of freaking out. Like, someone screamed, and another person's, like, kind of, like, in the act of dashing forward to pull him off. Uh, other people are, like, covering their mouths and backing away. It, it's a scene of impending chaos. Uh, who's going after me? If I can know the initiative a little bit. I'm going I'm to take a, a wild guess. It's going to be Brock. Yeah, Brock. Okay. Well, I, uh, so, honestly, he's unarmed. So Riley's, like, gut reaction is to try to, like grapple him i guess even though that's totally not riley's strong suit all right so uh he can't take an aoe against you so go ahead and make your grapple that's good to know okay sure uh ooh, ooh. okay yeah that's a 12 uh, <laughs> nice. yeah that'll grapple him not very well <laughs> like like he, he is kind of pulled off uh and uh the person uh an NPC that's acting after you is going to aid you in maintaining that. Good, uh, great. Or actually, I think he's going to hinder him breaking it, but same difference to me. That's also fine. And um, Riley will say, Brock, help. Uh, yeah, is it clear that like that dude was going after the priestess, like to us? You would have noticed him get up and like look around, and as soon as he saw her, he charged at her. You just didn't notice like that that was kind of about to happen, but you did absolutely see that happen. And then Brock is basically going to move himself in between that guy and the priestess, just so that way, even if he does break out. He's still kind of on top of her, like Riley's just holding him back. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, then, you could yeah, try and drag I'll... her away, or you could try and aid and maintain grapple, whatever you want to do. Is she technically considered grappled right now? No. Uh, he he did, he did knocked her down and like was over her. He didn't... Uh, he didn't yeah, grapple her. Technically, what I'll do is I'll just, I guess I'll move over there and do kind of like a reposition type thing and move her behind me. All right. So, so that you, way you just I'm kind in between of the two of them. Help her up and behind you, and now you're in between them. All so right, that way Leaf. he has to get through me to get to her. All right. Leaf, uh, you're next. I would like to touch the staff to the priestess and cast Sanctuary on her. All right. And she is sanctuaried. So, uh, 
It will go to his turn. He's going to attempt to break the grapple. What is your CMD, Riley? CMD is a 22. Okay. So he does not succeed. Uh, you and this other town person uh, are holding him against his will. He continues to babble incoherently. Uh, and then, like, near near the end of his struggling, he kind of just, like, kind of just lets out this, like, howling scream in the general direction of the priestess. Um, uh, and then it is Riley's turn again. Uh, can I move the grapple into a pin? Uh, yes, you absolutely uh, may attempt. You have to maintain. You get plus five to that, of course. Okay, cool. Uh, so that's a 25, then. Uh, yes, that will definitely succeed. Uh, you, you pin him. He's unable to move. You like kind of uh, cover his mouth and he stops screaming so much. And he is very much in a bad position. Great. And Riley will say we need to restrain him. Uh, the other the other person will uh, like take off his shirt and like use it to tie his arms. I like this guy. <laughs> this guy's good. <laughs> Resourceful. I like he has a vest. I, I think he has a vest. He pulls off the vest and he does that. <laughs> anyway, he, he does uh, he, he helps to tie him up. Uh, he says somebody get some rope. And uh, I, I think ultimately combat's over now. Like he, he's tied up. Hey, uh, he's still squirming and struggling, but he's he can't at this point uh, break that tie up. So I suppose Brock will run his tiny little legs over to some rope and come back with it, as he doesn't have any on his person. And then he really can't escape now. <laughs> Stuck forever. But he is um he he is still uh talking about things. Go ahead and make me a wisdom check, uh every, all three of you. Wisdom, my highest stat. Um, if if Leaf is still tending to Astrid, make it Ooh. at a minus two, please. Three. <laughs> wow. Great. Roll roll the best bets roll you can get. <laughs> Riley has a total of twenty. Okay. Leaf and Riley, you both like are picking up on a few things that he's saying, like over time. He like in between his babbles there are things that kind of make sense and uh he speaks of of devils and pain and fire and 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 it, it keeps cycling back around to to like like it it doesn't end pain it hurt the devil took us and like this is all in between other words words that make no sense to you at all um and, and then both of you uh at, at around the time that you've got him completely secure and like somebody's holding him down so that he can't like hobble hop towards the priestess he does say some very disturbing things uh about the priestess uh amidst his babbling uh calling her uh the return of pain uh saying that she's bringing it back she's bringing back the pain to us how is the uh, priestess 
doing? She 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 looks a little frightened, definitely concerned. She wasn't horribly hurt by the attack. She might end up with a bruise or two, but uh, you all got on him rather quickly and pulled him off. She she definitely looks frightened as 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 well as several other people who look shocked and and worried. Uh, several people are casting eyes at uh, the other two that remain unconscious and uh, the the one who is just very vacant. You can probably hear mutterings and maybe we should tie them up too. And meanwhile, like the people that are closest to them are like, no, they wouldn't do this. There's, there's something wrong here. Um, okay, so given the situation, Riley's going to uh, approach the priestess. So he's going to approach her and um, make sure that she's doing okay. And then he'll... Um, He'll say, unfortunately, um, it seems that their minds are still plagued by the tortures inflicted upon them by the servants of Zonkuthan. I'm not certain if you know how to rectify these sorts of situations, but if a servant of one god can do this misdeed upon them, certainly a servant of another god can remove it. She, she, uh, kind of lowers her eyes to the ground and, uh, says, I'm not sure that I could. I've, I've done what I can. If this is not some effects, some draining of their mental capacities, then they are truly broken. Something I unfortunately cannot heal. And she looks very ashamed. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't do Riley too well to uh, hear the priestess admit to the possibility of their cure being impossible. So uh, he, he takes a moment and then um, so is Thorn the nearest settlement from here? Uh, the nearest large settlement. There are other little villages, towns, and uh, collectives scattered throughout the wilderness, but uh, the the largest the nearest large town and i assume you're asking for like where would the nearest powerful cleric be yeah that that's where i'm aiming for Four. yes right uh, that would be your best bet and how many inflicted are there still that we brought back there are four and as well as maximilian so, so you've got the the babbler the vacant two that remain sleeping and uh maximilian who is also still sleeping okay and our carriage, how many can that comfortably house? Uh, the carriage can very comfortably house two. Um, it could house more, of course. You could probably cram like eight people in there okay. without without it getting absurd. Okay. So uh, after being like taken aback a little bit, um, that's her obvious disappointment in herself and... The, the dismal situation we find ourselves in Riley will uh, reach out a hand, take her hand in his own and um, offer an attempt at a comforting smile and say then it seems if there is any hope for these folk that they must accompany us to Thorn so we can seek them immediate aid by someone um, anyone yes. Liliana and she'll uh, she'll speak over uh over the crowd uh and you'll see the the shy halfling woman that 
usually has answered the door upon your arrival. She comes out of the crowd. Yes, Wallkeeper. If I I would like you, um, if if these people, uh, deign it possible to take those here that need it to Thorn, I'd like you to go with them to see to them. I I know you've you've not been out of the town before, but I need to remain here in case other things uh, occur and healing is needed. And the town needs its own guidance. Uh, and you can see that Liliana obviously looks uh, distressed by this. Um, but but she kind of just she she keeps her mouth closed and she nods and uh, she heads off towards the living area. Uh, if Riley can get in one last word, he will say to her that it's far, far too early to give up hope. And he'll rise with a smile. I have hope. Perhaps there's someone in Thorn that can help them. I don't even, we don't even know the condition of these three. But we've one who seems to not understand anything. And the other is mad, utterly. Well, I'm sure you've noticed that my companion Leaf is very, very capable of taking care of others. Yes, he's been a good help. Thank thank, thank you all. And uh, Riley will uh, rise to turn towards the crowd, I guess. All right. And um, he'll uh, say, People of Gira, I understand the events we've all witnessed might leave darker spart- spots on our hearts that things even in the wake of what I hope to be the absence of the mist that things still seem dismal here in your town though as I've said it is far too early to give up hope there has been many lives built within these walls there is a future for Gira and it is not yet worth abandoning this town to seek higher grounds board you see before me i find countless individuals people who care about the others here people with strength in their hearts and a very intelligent man once told me that it's the responsibility of those who are strong to tend to those in need and right now i see a town in need and i understand many of you have looked outwards for comforts but I would ask that you look inwards to see if you can be the source of comfort for others here who desperately need it and I promise that I will do everything possible to make sure that these rally gestures to the afflicted individuals to make sure that they recover and I will not stop until every avenue has been explored to do so that is my promise to the people of Gira. I, I, I like want to say steps down, but I know he's not actually on a soapbox. So I'm going to say um, with that, he will uh, try to spot Derek in the crowd to approach him. Uh, you would uh, not notice him at first. And then uh, 
if you if you look for him you would notice the reason why is because he's very near the back of the church uh sitting in a pew his head down and uh he's kind of off by himself okay so then riley will um after his very brief speech make his way through the crowd to approach derek uh make me a perception don't mind if i do that's 19. so you would hear him uh praying a simple prayer of guidance for the soul of his lost son uh to torag uh as as you approach uh before he takes notice of you and and stops um obviously talking at a comfortable level just for the two of them not necessarily whispering but just you know talking riley will say i apologize for the interruption uh no riley come sit um as i'm sure you were listening it's my intent to take the inflicted individuals to see if we can find them better aids initially i had thought that we might seek aid and send them back to gira but now i'm considering that time might be of the essence and i'd rather see them cured if possible sooner rather than later and i think it would do well for this town's morale if you didn't have to deal with tending to these folk especially if they're violent i'm sure there are some who want to attend with you make their way to thorn or wherever it is you head and that's understandable uh to be honest traveling just the three of us would be uh although enjoyable it would be rather lonely and i always appreciate the company of others that said if this is the case derek anything this town can do to offer uh reasonable uh, traveling accommodations for a larger party would be much appreciated if possible of course uh anyone wishing to go will put together what we can for them okay i imagine i imagine the families at least if you're taking maximilian and shellen doesn't mind i know he uh he had a cart this seems perfectly acceptable um in that case i i fear that our stay here might be a little short-lived i'd like to stay for at least one more day and i would still like to meet with those in this town who can handle weapons to perhaps show them a thing or two about fighting but at the end of that we will have to make our leave all right i think the uh and he'll he'll nod back toward the altar area brock leaf astrid will uh be stepping away from uh the two of you uh she'll she'll thank you both uh but she will go and she will stand by the altar um she will be saying a small prayer uh under her breath while uh she gathers um she gathers a stone tablet uh from an from a uh compartment in the altar um brock you would know that she's about to do a a service of sorts he's not going to interrupt her if she's about to do a service for the people just stand calmly and let her do her thing all right uh leaf anything yeah i'll stick around and listen just as derek is nodding up to the front uh say thank ostrid uh wants to bring the 
the folk together. And uh, she she calls to everyone in the church. Everybody, I, I'd like to say some things. I know these times, they're, they're hard. There's been much loss. Many of you came here today knowing that by all odds, you would not find who you wished to seek, who you had lost, and, and others finding them here, but in poor condition. And it is my great regret that I, I find I can do, do little more for them. But I, I would like to lead everyone in a, in a prayer, if possible. And perhaps the Stone Mother will smile on us and and have our loved ones be guided well into their afterlives with the blessings of stone to carry them to Farazma's tower. And she will she will hold uh, before her the stone tablet, and everybody kind of enters a state of order, uh, more or less. And she she begins a prayer. It's a it's a long one, but it seems to set this sort of state of resoluteness across the crowd, a sort of solemn stability. By the end of it, many of the people have uh, have calmed themselves from the events that took place and their own uh, emotional states. Uh, those who have loved ones to tend to turn to them after it's finished. However, most of the people will, near the end, will either approach Astrid to speak with her individually or they will begin dispersing uh, it takes a few minutes well uh, I guess once that wraps up um, it's time for uh, the three of us to meet back up unless they want to approach anyone beforehand uh, you know if you're trying to gather us Brock would just kind of be letting everybody like do as they, uh, as they do Yeah, Leaf is just kind of watching everybody file out after the surface. Great. So then uh, if the three of us can touch base for a second, Riley's just going to relay uh, a lot of the stuff he talked to Derek about, um, about like leaving at the end of like the next day or beginning of the, I guess at the end of the day doesn't really matter because it's always dark. So, you know, after the next 24 hours to leave this town and uh, to take the inflicted with us, he, he lets you guys know that's, uh, people from the town will probably want to go with just to keep eyes on their, you know, uh, loved ones and all that. So we're going to be traveling with a larger party, which is more responsibility to keep people safe. That said, uh, Riley would appreciate if Leaf can kind of oversee uh, travel preparations, um, that the inflicted are accommodated as well as possible, and that those who want to travel with know what they're getting into. And he would also like to request Brock to assist him in training um, anyone who wants to learn a little bit more about combat in Gira just so the town can better defend itself against basic threats. I'm not particularly adept at formal fighting, but I can do what I can. Okay, uh, I, I can certainly help with the accommodations. Do we know 
who is going to be leaving with us when we go? Not quite yet, though, uh, as I make some preparations for the combat training in the near future, if you can get a lay of who would like to come with us based on who is closest to those who have been inflicted. Of course. I think we, uh, I think I, I should be able to f- meet some kind of accommodations uh, for the people. I think it might be worthwhile to take an inventory of who else coming and see if they have any means of transport themselves. Additional wagons, cargo space, and so on would be ideal. Uh, but but yes, I can. Oh, that's acceptable. And in fact, um, Rock, I know you said you don't have a uh, lot of weight to swing around in formal combat training. If uh, you can maybe figure out the, a good location to do so um, and brainstorm on some things you might want to focus on, I will be able to bounce between both projects and help out both sides of this. See what I can find. Sounds like we have a plan. And he just puts one hand on each of your shoulders. The three amigos. Yeah. <laughs> Cue the montage. <laughs> oh, yeah. I totally feel like there's a montage coming up. All right. So montage ensues. Uh, Leaf, you are able to get a grouping on how many people are going to be coming with access to additional carts and and beasts of burden to uh, continue with. Uh, Brock, you're able to... uh, Basically, you come to the conclusion that one of the best places to do this would be in the square. Uh, Just because it's big, it's open, it's relatively flat. Um, And uh, you're able to, I think, accrue some things to make sort of like dummies, like fighting dummies with, as well as rings on the ground to help people like stay within lines while fighting um as well as just fucks some little areas up not in a permanent fashion but to simulate rough terrain um riley going betwixt all these things uh keeping things going more or less smoothly and then the time comes where everything is prepared uh how much time did we spend doing all of this I, I think it would take the better part of the day to get everything gotcha and then the time comes to uh figure out what you're doing for the evening i definitely think like some communal meal is in order you know to basically like gather all of the folks that we've got uh that are coming with us and see if we can you know bundle resources together and kind of make like I guess the equivalent of like a potluck or something and uh, get to know each other uh, get everybody introduced and maybe make things a touch less sorrowful I think that's a great idea that's easy enough to do go ahead and uh, go ahead and make me a group diplomacy check Uh, real quick Shaylin has been like eating and doing all that stuff right or she literally just been by Maximilian's side Okay, well, she had something like in her pocket that she ate, but she hasn't left him. Brock is going to make sure that she attends this thing with that we're apparently throwing together as like a, hey, you need to like do stuff. You know, you need to eat. You need to 
I'll, I'll stay here with him. He might wake up. I, I, I want to be here when, when he wakes up. We'll be here when you get back. It's You, you need to eat, though. Uh, I'll be alright. It hasn't been that long. We, we've gone longer without food, remember, on the road. You can doesn't mean you should. Maybe you could bring me something. I, I really don't don't want to leave right now. He'll nod. He'll say, if you are that resolved to stay here, then I will at least bring you something. And uh, I think, like, also by this point, they would, like, there would be a couple of people who had come together and were, were like, in their own way, they're going to almost, like, stand guard over these people while other people are doing things, just so that if one of the others wake up and they're equally as agitated as the one that they can be stopped. Okay, yeah, that's a, that's a good idea, because I was about to make sure that she wasn't here by herself. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't want us to come back from this and her be murdered. God, that'd be right. rough. <laughs> it would be rough, but it's the kind of thing I expect. Yeah, that's fair. Which, uh, you do notice that these three remaining, Maximilian is included in that, of course. While healed, they are all still unconscious, and it's been a while. I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> Not up attacking people, so I'm going to take that as kind of a win. All right. Uh, but as soon as like food is ready, the first thing Brock is going to do is take her food. All right. Uh, we'll leave Brock out of the communal check. Uh, Riley, Leaf, go ahead and make that. That's probably smart. Just diplomacy? That's... Yeah. 18. I'm going to uh, throw a surge into it preemptively. See if I can get a little uh, nice, Ooh. nice, meaty roll. Oh, that's a meaty roll. That's a 32. <laughs> 32. I think you do a good job of lifting everyone's spirits, at least temporarily, make, making their woes and sorrows kind of fall away from the front of their minds for a short time. Perhaps with a with a tail, if you've got one to insert, go ahead. Otherwise, we can just say you did a good job. You should have seen the way that Brock defeated the Flying Highwayman. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We've heard this Hurling one. discus of stone through the air. Nearly a mile behind him, nonetheless. <laughs> that is my story, and I'm sticking You're not a bard, you have to use blood. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I have performed oratory for just this reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're, you're able to cheer the group up for the evening as, as everyone eats and like that that sort of air of somberness kind of it's still there but the the edge is certainly cut away from it good leaf your uh your food is it's good and uh you help lana uh prepare it and she with some of your lemon pepper yeah some, yeah some of your lemon pepper uh, with with some of your suggestions and and a bit of prodding, uh, she'll she'll dig out some of the better stuff for everything that that helps raise everyone's spirits. Brock, you return to the church to bring Shaylin her food, and she will uh, she'll take it. And she doesn't really dig in. She kind of takes she takes a couple of bites and like, sets the bowl in her lap. Uh, he's gonna just kind of try and sit with her. And just, uh, and just try and talk to her about like getting her mind off of like this, like nothing in particular, just like maybe reminiscing about the past or just talking about random crap. But just mainly to just, I don't know, maybe keep her not thinking about her almost dead husband. To make me that check you're so wonderful at, 
that that one it starts with a D. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and throw in uh throw in them preemptive surges because uh <laughs> you know I know this is my best skill and I know I'm gonna do fine, but I'm just gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> I am so excited for the narrative behind this Nat one. Do you have no idea? Do you do do you want to uh, use universal mana to reroll? No, no, I don't. I don't. (laughs) We're gonna we're gonna stick with that. Okay. Yeah, he's basically dead. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you you know. Brock's not great at conversation. So, the way I feel this goes, right, is trying to keep her mind off of this. Like I said, he probably reminisces about the past. The problem is, the past involves all three of them. So he probably brings up some stories that really just kind of make her think of him a lot. So it's like, hey, remember that time, me, you, and Maximilian? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Remember that other time, me, you, Maximilian? Oh, yeah, that's right. So it's probably a whole lot of stumbling over stories that probably aren't the best to bring up at a time like this, because he's he's not the most socially aware. So I, I think it, it, it wouldn't take you very long uh, to realize that she's not responding and she's kind of... Uh, go ahead and make me a perception check. That was so bad at it. You know, that shitty skill of yours. 16. Um, I'm so good today. Uh... You would notice that she isn't saying anything, but she is crying. And she's she's kind of turned away from you. Uh, uh, what? I'm just going to shut up with a hug and leave it at that. Boom. Done. Right. Going to not do anything diplomatic ever again. <laughs> just going to... Anytime I want... You need to be comforted? Intimidate! <laughs> no, here's, no, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be like, hey... It sounds like you need some really inspirational, motivating words right now, and I would love to give you that, but here's Riley, and then I'm going to walk away. I should start talking stories about how great a public speaker you are. That's what I should start doing. All right. You head back to the the evening uh, with with the edge of sorrow and uh, cut from it by good food and good company continues on and eventually people disperse as the time to sleep edges in and each of you find your own time for that I feel like that cold sort of reminder fades back in before you fall to sleep and the next day Riley and Brock you both train as many people as you can in the ways of combat Balami joins in, offering advice where his body fails. The others who are preparing to leave with you, you find that early in the morning, they have already pulled their things together. Liliana, the halfling acolyte of Kraluze, emerges from the church, a almost comically large backpack set upon her as she goes and joins the others at one of the carts. She doesn't say much, and her eyes stay low. Doesn't seem like a person who speaks much to others, nor is she very socially adept. I think, Riley, at some points, like, you remember the stories 
about from your father about quiet and she almost kind of reminds you of her in a way but as the day passes on you've imparted all the knowledge you can met with the people to explain the path you will be traveling and find yourselves ready to set out from Gira and head towards Thorn. Would you like to do any closing statements for the episode? Uh, yes, not guilty. Uh, yes, Brock should never speak again. Brock will do something similar just because he knows some of the people. So he'll just go around to basically all the people that he knows and just kind of, you know, be like, you know, sorry, everything sucks. Bye. Would like to say he says it more eloquently than that, but from past experience, I don't really think so. I think people are more or less used to your lack of tact. You say your goodbyes. Derek gives each of you a hearty handshake and well wishes blessings of Torag and Bralize upon you. Hi there, my name's Don. I'm a proud patron of this podcast you just listened to. I'd like to take a moment to talk about some of the projects that I work on. When I'm not listening to Tracy, Sean, and the rest of the gang tell wonderful stories using the Pathfinder rules, I like to make podcasts of my own. I'm the GM in the Starfinder homebrew adventure Hexgrid Heroes, on the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting. And for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian. I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at Action Forge. Good day. This is Dick Horney, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler. Cowboy motherfucker with six-shooter. I ain't never moved cattle in my life. I am a gambler. A Native American. He he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular. And a Detroit teenager. Okay, so we're rolling into elves, aliens, and troll dolls through discovery of new magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. Visit Eldritch Dream and Duster's Podcast on Twitter for details. Well, 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 these are the city slickers they send me. 
asking for wine and a pretty glass. How about that? I mean, I, I did ask for the wine, but not exactly the pretty glass. Do you dig the graves yourself? I do. Seems tiresome, especially as of late. I've heard you had a few new arrivals. Yeah, it's been uh, a little bit weird lately. Uh, I'm not complaining too much because most of these people that wind up dead, there ain't too much left to bury, so I don't even have to dig a full grave. As this collides in with him, his neck shoots back in this contorted position and it says, I am the vanguard of the ancients. And then causes his entire body to explode, sending just pieces of gore and viscera across the entirety of the tavern. There's just stunned looks on everybody's faces except for the man in black who is currently still playing his guitar. LCP D&D is an actual play D&D 5e podcast. Our current adventure is set in the fantasy Wild West and features orcs, vampires, and an all-original soundtrack. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D wherever you get your podcasts or head over to lcpdnd.com. Welcome, Forsaken Travelers. Do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere? Do you like bad, scary movies, cult classics, and more? The Crow, Beetlejuice, Frankenstein? What about dad jokes? We have those, too. Tune in to the podcast for the untimely dead every other Sunday on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there. If you'd like to become a patron, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash eldritchdream. We have a bunch of rewards for Dustress and Aeterna involved. You can also join us in the Hive, that's our Discord, linked in the episode description. You can also find links to our Tee Public, where we have tons of designs for various types of merch. Hit us up on Twitter or Discord. We love to hear from everyone and enjoy making new friends. And until next time, everybody, may the Elder Gods haunt your dreams. <laughs> <laughs>